0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ما يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلل فلا هادي له واشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويوفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يُطِعَ الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عَظِيمًا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِيَةِ مُحَمَدٌ صَلَّى اللَّهُ وَعَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحَدَّثَتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحَدَّثَةٍ بِدْعَةٌ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٌ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ أَمَّا بَعْدَ. So after praising Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and passing salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah, salawatullahi wa salamuhi alaihi. Peace and salutations Upon his family Upon his friends And upon all those Who try to emulate him Until the end of time Alhamdulillah We have chosen A very short book Pages are quite Little But it has A lot of benefits It has a lot of fawaid and this book is called or this risala I should say it's called matan nawaqid al-islam by shaykh al-islam muhammad ibn abdullah wahhab Allāhu ta'ala wa sa'ir al-ulama al-muslimin so the text that we're going to do as we mentioned is called the Nawakidul Islam The nullifiers of Islam By Sheikh mujaddid Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab, Rahimallahu taala, May Allah have mercy on him And all the ulama of this ummah And what is also important is that we know That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As a mercy to mankind And he sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam To the jinn kind and to human beings And he sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As a da'ian someone to call people to Islam and someone to warn people as well. And that we are not sent, you O Muhammad, but as a mercy to the whole of mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam With glad tidings And he sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As a warner as well Wa ma illa Mubashyraw wa That we have not sent you O Muhammad But as a Mubashiran, someone that will give glad tidings, one and someone that will give warnings as well. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He sent down the Quran, and He inspired Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam with the Sunnah, so that ليبين linnas that He can Clarifying that he can teach the people. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ ذِكْرًا لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ ذِكْرًا And that we have indeed sent upon you, sent down to you, a dhikr. Right? The remembrance, yani the Qur'an. And the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that you can clarify it for humanity, for the people. ما نزل إليهم. That which we have sent down in sent down to you. يعني the Quran and the prophetic sunnah. وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ So that they may ponder. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ إِلَّا لتب... لَهُمُ الَّذِي Fihi فِيهِ رَحْمَةً لِقَوْمِ يُؤْمِنُونَ وَمَا أَنزَلْنَا and that we have not sent upon you الْكِتَابَ the book يعني the Quran إِلَّا except لتبين لهم. so that we will explain to you so that things can be clarified أَلَّذِي that which They differ in Wahudan and guidance wa rahmatan and a mercy Liqawmi yu'minun To a people that believes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam He came and he clarified and he explained to us The siratal mustaqim He taught us What is the straight path? and he ordered us he commanded us to be steadfast and to follow his life to follow his way to follow the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this is the deen of islam wa anna hada as allah says wa anna and that this is the straight path, Sirat al fattabi'uhu So follow this path, right? The Sirat al Mustaqim it is a straight path. There's no zigzags here. There's no side road. There's no shortcut. The Sirat al Mustaqim yani, it is a straight road. So the Prophet ﷺ he came and he taught us. I said, Allah says, and then Allah says, fattabi'uhu so follow this path. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا And do not follow subula. Do not follow other paths. فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ عَن sabili. Right? And do not follow other paths. Lest they should make you deviate from this way. ذَلِكُمْ And that is وَصَّاكُمْ بِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ And this is what has been enjoined upon you. This is what has been told to you. This is a wasiyah. This advice has been given to you. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may have taqwa. And there are many many ayat. There are many ahadith that speaks about the straight path. Allah says, وَكَذَلِكَ نُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ and this is how we explain the verses tabina Sabil And this is how we explain the verses in detail So that the way of the guilty may be explained And so they may understand And the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, right? Wa kana sahabatu Sallallahu alaihi wasallam yasaluna nabi anil khair. And the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, they asked him about good, and they asked him about guidance. And some of the questions that was asked to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the opposite of good. So they asked him about Shar. And this brings to mind the hadith of who? Of Hudhaifa radiallahu anhu. He said, كان الناس يسألون رسول الله عليه وسلم عن الخير. وكنت أسأله عن الشر. مخافة ركني. wa ركني. radiallahu anhu says that the people, meaning the companions, they asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه about those things that were good. But I asked the Prophet ﷺ about the shar. But those things that were bad. For what reason? So that I do not fall into that. So that's why it is important that you must know the Sunnah of the Prophet. ﷺ, but you must also know the opposite of the Sunnah, which is bidah, which is innovations. Because if you do not if you only know what's right, how are you gonna know what's wrong? Because if you're only learning what is right, what is correct, what is correct, what is correct Someone's going to come slip something in, you're not going to know the difference So you need to know What is the Sunnah? And you need to know what is the opposite of the Sunnah When you tell the child Stove is hot, stove is hot, stove is hot What does he do still? Right? He knows now it's hot but he still want to go feel also Right, he still want to go touch So he wants to know also What's the opposite? So when the stove is off Then it's cold, but when it's on, you told him it's on, you told him it's on He still wants to go and go touch What does the poet say? The poet says, Araf to Sharri He says that I know the bad, not that I want to fall into the bad, but I want to know the bad so that I can stay away from the bad. Understood? Alhamdulillah. And this is why it is wajib, it is compulsory upon every believing male and female that they know tawheed, that they know tawheed and the realities of tawheed. And that they know shirk and they know those things that is prohibited with regards to shirk and that they need to stay away from this. And it is important for all of us, whether it's males or females, that we become students of knowledge, that we become to Labul. ilm As the Prophet sallallahu he said, Talabul ilm ala kulli muslim. That the seeking of knowledge, it is wajib on every believing male, right? And obviously a female as well. And this is why the ulama of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah, they took great care of teaching and explaining the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would explain to حفظ How to preserve it. And they would explain how to teach it. And they would explain how to implement it. And they would write books about the Tawheed. But also, they would write books about those things that nullifies Tawheed. And this brings us to our book that we will be looking at. Right, so this book, like I mentioned, Risalatun Qasiratun. It is a risala, a very small risala. Tukra'u fi daqa'ik yasira. And you can read it in a few moments. فَهِيَا قَلِيلَةُ مَبْنَةٌ And It's built on a very few points وَلَكِنْ وَرَبُّ الْكَعْبَةِ إِنَّهَا لِعَظِيمَةِ الْمَعْنَةِ The author he says that I take an oath By The Rabbul Ka'bah The Lord of the Kaaba Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That indeed this text is extremely great in mana in meaning and it has and it has a great deal of فوائد of benefits and it will impact has great impact on the person that reads us and the person that studies and we will be dealing with like I mentioned, Al-Risalatun al Islam, the Nalifiers of Islam by Sheikh Şeyh, Shaykhul Islam, Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab, Rahimallah W ta'ala, Wasair ulamal Muslimin, and by Allah I Mercy on him, and the ulama of the Muslims. And it is extremely important that we read this text. وَفَهْمُهَا فَهْمًا سَلِيمًا Salafiyan صَحِيحًا And that when we study this text, and we read this text, that we understand it correctly. And that it is not just any understanding, but it is the way that the way the Salaf understood this, and the correct way that the Salaf, Understood this. Because in our times that we live in today, you will find that a lot of people have either gone into two groups, they've either gone into two extremes. The first one being, فَهُوَ الْإِعْدَاءُ فِي التكفير. That they abuse this concept of takfir. And they make takfir. Left, right and center. They they make takfir of the Muslim rulers. They make takfir of the people that work for the Muslim rulers. They make takfir of this one. They make takfir of that one. And because they make takfir, they obviously legalize the blood of the fellow Muslims. Because to them they are not Muslim anymore. So it is fine to kill them. And we find that look around you. Whether it's in Syria. Whether it was in Libya. Whether it's in Afghanistan. Whether it was in Chechnya. What do you find? You find a Tafjir wa Tadmir. That you find the destruction and the destroying... Of masajid of properties and the killing of our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters which is our Muslim brothers and sisters in Islam right and then this is basically the first group so the first group is those that they've gone to extreme in takfir they just want to make Takfir, excommunicate people from the fold of Islam. This is not the way of the Salaf. Then the next group or the opposite of them would be who? Would be those that don't make takfir. Even when there's a reason to make takfir. When all the shurut is fulfilled, which we will see later. Right? So they fulfill all the shurut of takfir to be made. But they feel now that you can't make takfir you can't make takfir you cannot make takfir specifically and this is غلط as well this is a huge mistake because there are certain things certain rulings in Islam and open the books of fiqh right? there's a particular chapter babu ridda, there's particular chapters that speaks about takfir and ulama from the present, ulama from the past they've all explained this concept of excommunication of making takfir so no group can come today and say no we're not going to make takfir obviously yes there's shurut. there are certain kawai. there are certain rules no one's denying that but if the person fulfills his rules then a the hukum needs to be made understand so this is the two groups that the Sharh that the author of the sharh of the book brings. So now let us look at this, the title of the book, Nawaqidul Islam. Right. So what does the word Nawaqid mean? The word Nawaqid, have you ever heard someone told you? Tonight we are going to learn Nawaqidul Wudu. Heard that before? Things that breaks you. Wudu. nullifiers of wudu. right? we did this with Sheikh. right? the nullifiers of wudu. so this is what the word nawakid means to nullify, so nawakidul islam, the nullifiers of one's islam meaning he was a muslim, he believed in Allah and now he's done something that could question his islam so, like, nawaqidul udu, he was in the state of udu. You cannot break your udu if you never had udu. <laughs> right? So, he was in the state of udu, and then he broke his udu. So, for example, he ate camel meat. His udu broke. For example, he went to the bathroom. Number one or number two. His udu broke. So, like, here, this book we are going to study, certain. Things that takes one Out of the fold of Islam Nawaqidul Islam So what is Islam? Islam is that deen That was sent Via Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And it was sent to who? In jin wal ins It was sent to the whole of The jinkan And the whole of Humanity. Correct? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? In surah al-Dariyat. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ That the jinn kind and the mankind has not been created except to do what? To worship Allah. لِيُوَحِّدُ الله To take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the Lord. To worship Allah subhanahu and Islam is to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with Tawheed and to be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to follow his commands to stay away from Shirk and to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to worship Him And this brings us to the next point. And the next point is that the ulama, there's ittifaq amongst the ulama. There's consensus amongst the ulama that if someone comes with a ta'in, then what are they? Muslim. They are Muslim. So this is the asl, that they are Muslim. And you will treat them as they are like Muslims. So someone comes to you and he says, Assalamu'alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Muhammad. Can I doubt him? No. Why? Because the asal is he told me he's Muslim. I can't have doubt in this. And again, you find some people, subhanallah, Of what? You find some people that they might not like someone. I'm too like no Sharib basis. They don't want to stand behind him, Musa. What? But he's a Muslim. Then again you find other people. Where was the meat slaughtered? No, the meat was slaughtered by Muhammad. But we still won't eat it. Why? We want to see that Muhammad slaughtered. But they told you Muhammad slaughtered. So you come to someone, they say that the meat has been slaughtered. By a Muslim. You don't eat the meat. So here the Sheikh Sheikh Sulaiman al-Ruhayli. And we're using the Sheikh Sharq. And the Sheikh says that this is tariqa to bid'iya. This is an innovative practice. And here, I've seen this. I have lived in Medina for six years that South Africans would come they wouldn't eat the meat they wouldn't eat the chicken and you seen that when you traveled right why you tell them it's Muslim slaughtered no 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 where they come from but they told you Muhammad slaughtered it so you have in shock you have in doubt in Muhammad's Islam and this is a problem this is not the tariqa this is not the way of the Muslims is not the way of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not the way of Islam right so this is something that we need to be aware of this is something that we need to be cognizance of or take cognizance of that if someone comes with a Shahada then know that this person is is a Muslim. And shock, right? Doubt cannot make this person or take this person out of the fold of Islam as we will see in a few moments. And this brings me to the next important point. And this is التفريق وبين وصف الفعل أو قول بقول كفر. وَوَصْفُ فَاعِلْ أَوْ قَائِلْ بقول كَافِرًا وَهَذَا مَا أَطْبَقَ عَلَيْهِ أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَةِ Right, that if وَصْف, right, yani this is a description now given and فِعِلْ is an action أو قَوْل is a سَيْنِ Of kufr, right? So the hukm of the Sharia is based upon adilla. Right? This is important now. That proof is very important, right? Adilla is extremely important. As for the description of doing something, right? So he does an action now. Qail Or oh, he says something, kafiran, he says this believer, فَالتَنزِيلُ لِلْحُكُمْ Min فِيهِ مِنْ وُجُودٍ مُقْتَضَى وَإِنْتِفَاعٌ مَانِعٌ وَالْغَلَطُ بَيْنَ أَمْرَيْنِ غَلَطْ عَظِيمٌ Right, so now, what are we going to look at? Now we need to understand, is there a difference between just uttering something, or doing actions, right, that is, tantamount to kufr, is it kufr? isn't it kufr? etc. This is something important. Again, the Khawarij of our time, people of our time, that has this Gawarij tendencies, they fall into this. They fall into this grave mistake. And here, we're not just speaking about what you see on television. We're not just seeing what you see on news or what you hear the ulama speak. In our very own community. Leave alone our own community in our very own circles. We have brothers that has this type of mentality. Right? They have this type of and it's a sickness. Because 98% of them has not sat with ulama. They've not sat with students of knowledge. Where they get this stuff from? It's from, again, this whole concept of takfiri mentality. And this is where they get this whole this concepts of that these are scholars for dollars, you can't learn by them, you can't sit by them, you can't go here, you can't go to these people, because they are scholars of the government. Right? How do you find... A person living in South Africa, he doesn't even have his own place to stay, he doesn't, he's renting a house, he studied for a few years, but he becomes a scholar for that, right? It doesn't even make sense. And this brings me to a very important point that we need to look at, and this is the Shurut. Yani the Tawabit. Things that needs to be in place. For takfir to be made. Or for someone to be excommunicated from the fold of Islam. So determining whether someone is a kafir or a fasiq, right? A kafir, a disbeliever, a fasik, a sinner. This is not up to us. We cannot just say... Ah is this or is that? We need to go back to the book of Allah subhanahu wa taala, yani the Quran. You need to go back to the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is the this is one of the rulings that of the Sharia. This comes in the Sharia. there's not some something that I can just make up today, or you can make up, and then you say no, it's fine. You need to go back to the text of Allah subhanahu wa taala, the Quran. To go back to the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alawat, ala fahmi, salaf. Upon the understanding of the salaf. You can't just come upon your own understanding. You're going to mix up things. What did Ibn Qayyim say? Al-ilmu qala Allahu qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sahaba he says that knowledge is that which Allah says, that which the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, and that which the companions came with. This is knowledge. So, the basic principle is that the one who appears outwardly to be a Muslim, like we mentioned, of good character, is regarded as still being a Muslim of good character. Until it is proven that this is no longer the case by means of evidence That is acceptable in the Sharia So in order to Excommunicate someone from Islam in order to make someone kafir what needs to happen? It needs to be proof from where from the Sharia Because this involves Two very serious matters. Number one, if you're not going to do this, you are fabricating lies against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to this ruling. And you are fabricating lies against the one who is being accused. Hey? Imagine you, t- someone, he's, he's a disbeliever, he's kafir. And the man isn't. Subhanallah. How do you stand in the court of Allah Azza wa Jalla on the Day of Qiyamah? How? You can't. And second, falling into that which one accused one's brother of if he is free of it. Wafi Sahih Al Bukhari wa Sahih Muslim, and that which is recorded in the Sahihin, narrated by Abdullah Ibn Umar. May Allah be pleased with him That the messenger of Allah Peace be upon him said If a man declares his brother To be a disbeliever It will apply to one of them According to another report Either it is as he said Or otherwise it will come back To him Subhanallah If you accuse someone of disbelief A Muslim It's either he is a disbeliever And in intil al-amr The matter is finished Or he is not and what's going to happen? It's going to come back to you. But no, this president is kafir. That king is kafir. This one is kafir. These imams are kafir. These students here, they are kafir. Subhanallah. What happens? If it's not the case. you going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with that. Are you going to risk it? Are you, honestly, are you going to risk that? It's a question. That every person that has this khariji mentality, every person that has this type of belief, this type of aqidah, are you going to be able to stand in front of Allah Azza wa Jal on the day of Qiyamah and you're fine with us? I'm certainly not going to do that. I don't think you're going to do that. Right, so that's the one first point. The second point that the Sheikh brings, he says based on this before ruling that a Muslim is a disbeliever or a Farsiq, two things needs to be examined. Number one, the evidence from the Qur'an or the Sunnah that this word or action implies that the person has become a disbeliever or a sinner. Where must the evidence come from? From the Qur'an or the Sunnah? You can't just come make up evidence. You can't just suck things out of your thumb. Understood? So everything needs to come from evidence-based. Number two. Applying this ruling to a specific person who says or does that thing such that the conditions of judging the person to be a kafir will be met in his case and there are no impediments. Let's read this again. Applying this ruling to a specific Person who says or does that thing such that the conditions of judging a person to be a kafir will be met in his case and there are impediments. Amongst the most important of these conditions are the following that number one he must be aware of his transgression that renders him a disbeliever. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says الرَّسُولَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَىٰ وَيَتَّبِعْ غَيْرَ سبيل مَا تولى وَنُسْلِيهِ جَهَنَّمْ وَسَاءَتْ مصير. And whomsoever contradicts and opposes the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the right path has been shown clearly to him and follows other than the believer's way. We shall keep him in the path he has chosen, and burn him in the hell. What an evil destination. So the first point here, is that he must be made aware of his transgressions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, ba'da ma in inna Allaha bi shayin alim. Surah al And wa Allahu, and Allah will never, liyudilla qawman, will never lead a people astray, baada izhadahum, after He has guided them, hata yubayyina lahum, until He makes clear to them, ما يتقونا, what they should avoid إِنَّ Allah بِكُلِّ شَيْنْ so this verse the ulamas they make istidlal they say that Allah will never lead a people astray after he has guided them until he makes clear to them as to what they should avoid Right? So Allah has guided us all to Islam. Then He's taught us what you shouldn't do. What is haram? What is halal? But you would have... But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Right? Of what? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not just put us through something. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send us. He will give us signs after He has guided the people or nations. And this proof of this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we cannot just say that someone is a disbeliever. We need to establish proof on him that he is a disbeliever so this is why the scholars they say that a person who denies obligatory duties should not be judged to be a kafir if he is new in Islam because you need to obviously teach him and you need to it needs to be explained to him number two a reason why he cannot be ruled to be a disbeliever is if he does something that incurs such a judgment involuntarily and this may take several forms for example you may be forced to do something so he does that because he is forced to someone puts a gun to his head right? and they say that ascribe partners with Allah someone puts a gun to his head and he says you know what? You must now say that Salah is not part of Islam. So he's been forced. So can you make a judgment on this person that is kafir? No, you can't. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Man kafara billahi min badi imani illa man akrh wa qalbuhu mutmain nun bil iman, ولكن." Man sharaha bil fa'alehim ghadabun wa adabun. Whoever disbelieved in Allah after his belief. So he believed in Allah and now he disbelieves. Except him who is forced thereto and whose heart is at rest with faith. But such as open their breast to disbelief, on them is the wrath of Allah. And theirs will be a great punishment. Another example is when he is not thinking straight, so he does not know what he's saying because of extreme joy or sorrow, and so forth. Right, and this reminds us of the hadith. Right, Imam An Nawawi he brings us hadith in his Riyadu Salihin under the chapter of Tauba, chapter of repentance. And basically, a person. Right, the hadith says that Allah rejoices more over the repentance of his slave when he repents to him than the one of you who was on his mount. So this person, he had his mount and he had all his food, his drink, etc. And he was in the wild, he was in the desert. And then he lost his mount. So the horse the camel and went away with everything. And he just sat there because there was no one there. So, what was going to happen to him? He was going to die. And he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, what does he see? He sees here, yeah, my mount is coming back with the food and drink. He's so happy. What does he say? Oh Allah, you are my slave, and I am your Lord. If this wasn't in that case, then what would have happened? If someone utters words like that, this is kufr, this is disbelief, but he was so happy that Allah overlooked us and in this hadith, the beauty of this hadith is Allah says that he is more happy with the slave, when the slave makes tawbah than this person, how happy he was when he saw his food and drink, he thought he's going to die, imagine you think that you are going to die, You think you're on the verge of dying and subhanallah, what happens? You are saved. How happy won't you be? So this is what happened to this hadith. Point number three. Misinterpretation. Right, The person may have some confusion and some misinterpretation that he adheres to, thinking that it forms evidence for his beliefs, or he may not be able to understand And comprehend The shari'i evidence and proof In the proper way Therefore judging someone To be a kafir is not valid Except in the case of one Who deliberately goes against the Shari'ah And Allah says وَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ بِهِ وَلَكِن مَا تَعَمَّتْ Right? Rahima And there is no sin On you concerning That In which you made A mistake What's the dua That we always make Rabbana O oh Akhtana Rabbana O our lord That O oh Allah Do not take us Account for that Which we have Made a mistake We made mistakes we're that's human beings. Allah won't take you account for this. Ibn Taymiyyah Allah, ta'ala, he says, or in his fatawa, he said that Imam Ahmad prayed for mercy for them, yani the khalifs who were influenced by the view of the Jahmiya, And the jahmiyyah were those who claimed that the Qur'an was created. And he prayed forgiveness for them. Because he knew that it was not clear to them that they were disbelieving the messenger and denying what he had brought rather they misinterpreted and add. He also said in majmu' Fatawa, this again Ibn Taymiyyah, with regards to Takfir The correct view is that a member of the Ummah of Muhammad who strives to reach the truth concerning a certain issue but reaches the wrong conclusion is not to be deemed a disbeliever Rather he will be forgiven for his mistake. But the one who understands the messenger brought by Rasulullah but deliberately goes against the way of the messenger after true guidance has come clear to him and follows a path other than the believers, then he is a disbeliever. The one who follows his whims and desires and fails to seek the truth and speaks without knowledge is a disobedient sinner and he may be a fasik. But he may have some good deeds that outweigh his bad deeds. The Sheikh also, he mentions and he says, However, And those who sit with me know this about me. I am always one of those who emphatically forbid describing a certain person as a kafir. A fasik, or a sinner unless it is known that shar'i proof has been established against him. And, It has been proven whether he is a disbeliever, a sinner, or a sinner. I affirm that Allah has forgiven this Ummah for its mistakes, which includes mistakes in narrative and practical issues. The Salaf continued to debate many of these issues, but none of them testified that anyone else was a disbeliever or a Fasik. Now this is Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyah. And how many people accuses Ibn Taymiyyah of takfir? Right. what. So how many people accuse Ibn Tamir of Takfir? But here we can see he says that he would never declare someone a kafir until he knows that this person knows what he is doing. He also right he mentioned some examples and then he says, I also state that what has been narrated from the Salaf. And the Imam stating that the one who says such and such is a kafir is also true. But it is essential to differentiate between general rules and specific cases. This is something important also. Right? A general rule and a specific case. Takfirul am wa So, takfir is a kind of warning, even though the words may be a rejection of what the Messenger ﷺ, said. The man may be new in Islam, or he may be grown in a remote village, where such a person cannot be ruled to be a disbeliever. No matter what he denies, unless proof has been established against him, the man may not have heard of those texts, or he may not have heard of them, or they were not proven to him. Or he had some other ideas that were contrary to what he heard and led him to misinterpret the text. And let us look at this hadith. Right, a very important, when I die, burn me and crush me. My bones then scatter me in the sea. For by Allah, if Allah grasps hold of me, he will punish me as he has not punished anyone else in the world. They did that and Allah said what made you do that? What you did? He said out of fear of you and Allah forgave him This man he doubted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power and he doubted that he would restore him If he rem- if his remains were scattered rather he believed that he would not be resurrected, which is kufar Right he thought he's not going to be resurrected but And this is according to Ijma of the Muslims, but he was ignorant about this. So Allah forgave him. One who is qualified to engage in Ijtihad and who bases his incorrect notion on some misinterpretation of some text, but is sincere and keenness to follow the messenger is even more deserving of forgiveness than this person that we spoke about. Sheikh. Ibn Uthaymin says Because the matter of takfir is so serious And mistakes Therein are so grave The seeker of knowledge Especially if he is a beginner Should refrain from indulging in that And he should focus on acquiring beneficial knowledge That will set him His own affairs straight In this world And the year after So we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala To give us the understanding And next week Inshallah, we will Start with the book itself So this was the introduction And I thought that we obviously We needed to take some time to introduce the book To introduce some rulings Because this is extremely important That we don't fall into this mistake That people have fallen into Subhanakallah <laughs> Bi hamdik Ashadu wa la ilahi Wa warahmatullahi Wa barakatuh